Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Get With It. What's going on, Joel? Going on, what's good, what's good? Long time no see, long time no speak. I know, sir. Glad to be back, glad to be here with this group of guys. And, you know, especially this one time, you know, be next to you over here recording is going to be a pleasure, brother. Absolutely, man. Thanks for joining me. What's going on, Neil? Neil, your mic is muted, my man. All right, maybe Neil's having some uh, technical difficulties or something. So, Coda, what's going on, brother? People, how y'all doing tonight? Chilling, bro. Chilling. Just uh, worrying about this uh, Tyler Hero, James Harden talk, man, you know? Let me just ask y'all one quick question. If you needed one shot, one clutch shot in the game seven of the NBA Finals, who are you taking, James Harden or Tyler Hero? I want Iguodala, my man. One shot. If the Martians have a laser beam to destroy Earth, you need one man to take one last shot. James Harden or Tyler Hero? I'm going to take the guy who doesn't have negative 37 in an NBA Finals game. Oh, you're going to take the guy that also lost the NBA Finals? The other guy, too? As a six-man? Not the guy who started? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Crickets. After, I want you to edit some cricket noises in there. Yeah, everyone forgets about that. Yeah, oh. that happened. Yeah, because people Neil. like to say, people like people like to say, oh, look, a baby. Look, it's Tyler Hero. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should have named him Hero, bro. That should be his middle name. What's baby, up, go. Baby? Neil, what's going on, man? How you feeling tonight, Neil? If you can speak. Glad to be here. That's what's up, man. Your baby's beautiful, man. I hadn't seen her. In him. Happy for you. <laughs> all right. So speaking of uh, last shots and taking shots and all that, how do y'all feel about this COVID-19 vaccine? I think people are over overdoing it. Like I saw a meme where they were like, oh, um, what y'all think the COVID vaccine is going to be like? And it was that episode of SpongeBob where he got like a little like vaccine or a little medication shot and he turned into a snail. Like, bro, it's not going to be like that. These people, yes, they're trying to rush it, but they're not going to put something out there that's not um, going to harm uh, the population. But then again, maybe it is a form of population control that they are trying to do by trying to lessen the population in certain places. And it does, in fact, harm certain people. So that is something you have to look at if you are concerned about that. Right, right. How do you feel about it, Joel? So what are you saying? COVID isn't real? COVID's a hoax. So you, you honestly think it's a hoax? No. No, I don't. So you're saying people think it's a hoax? No, I didn't say any of that. No, I said they think that the vaccine's going to, like, hurt them because it was rushed. Let's not start with those conspiracy theories here. Yeah, I, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think people believe in that stuff. I say that I think it's just going to be a normal vaccine, you know? They put a lot of money into this, a lot of research. It was very quick because they put a lot of money towards it. And it helps speed things forward. That's the only thing. That's the only reason why it's available. And a lot of companies were competing to be the first ones to have it, you know. But exactly. I a few of the people who actually received the vaccine over there in England, a couple of them had like, um, they had like allergic reactions to it or something. But I mean, like, you might be allergic to something, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but they were in stable conditions. It's not like that, you know, they had life-threatening um, 
allergic reactions or anything because most of the people who did take this vaccine we were talking about people who were 90 um mid 80s 90 years old you know i mean i think that at the end of the day we all just got to be hopeful that it does work i mean i know i am because i think we're all we're all dying to get out of this um situation um you know for the most part i think that they did come up with it um relatively late i i remember talking to some people back in you know april and i remember thinking i was like this thing will be gone by june you know and i guess that's also a lack of knowledge the lack of not knowing how pandemics work or never been in a pandemic so i had absolutely no clue but i i always thought that by this time we will be out of this pandemic and to be honest with you even though the vaccine is out and everything i feel like till we start seeing significant results you know i'm just not that excited for you know i think i'd be excited once i start seeing you know results a lot of people have lost um family members um including myself um i haven't really spoken about it much but i have had family uh, members pass away um due to covid of course with underlying diseases but you know it's it's a big deal and i think that you know the most precious thing someone can have is a life and we we really really got to you know keep pushing forward and hope this thing can be gone as soon as possible you know for the the sake of everybody you know and i know Abner um understands that yeah uh, it wasn't a family member but it was a very good friend of mine's grandfather this morning and uh you know that hits home real real hard so I didn't know that about you though, Joel. So I'm I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, it's it's just been a rough year all of, all all around. So definitely, uh, it's something that we've all been waiting for. And what's interesting is that today, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, they recommended authorization of the Pfizer, Bio and Tech coronavirus vaccine. Uh, Neil, did you hear about that? Or yeah, I heard about that. I also heard that like Pfizer um, only has enough vaccines for like 100 million people. So that they're not going to have enough vaccines for everybody in the United States or something like that, too. And it's going to take them, I think, I believe for them to to develop the other 200 million that they need to develop. It's going to take them about a year and a half or something like that. Yeah. A year and a half? Jeez. Yeah. What I'm reading right now, it's saying... They offered, uh, they offered so the White House, like they told them... Um, that they could develop 300 million and the and the the government u.s government declined it they didn't want the 300 million i don't know the reasons behind that i didn't really read much about it but uh, i know even um the the president-elect joe biden also did a conference saying that they have 100 million vaccines ready to be shipped out a couple of days ago right so what i'm reading here um it's supposed to be happening soon very soon and then the first uh well here it says the initial shipment of 6.4 million doses will leave warehouses within 24 hours of being cleared by the fda uh it says half of these doses will be sent across the country and the other half will be reserved for the initial recipients to receive their second dose about three weeks later um and then it continues to say let me kind of get to where basically what I'm looking for. I can't really find it right now, but somewhere in this article, it says 
that they're going to be focusing first and foremost on healthcare officials and on uh, nursing homes. So that's going to be huge. That's going to be a big help. Very important. Those are two very important uh, demographics that they need to, you know, of course, get that vaccine to. And then they're saying we're, we should see or begin to see some type of normalcy by the summer of next year. You know, they're being very optimistic. Maybe, maybe it will happen. Maybe it won't. But, man, if it does, wow. And it's crazy how, like, to think how fragile this world is and how this just happened out of nowhere and how it changed everything and how we live. Go ahead, Joel. I have a quick question for y'all. Um, what are you, your opinions on this um, topic? Like, let's say that back in April, right? April, May, they would have done a full shutdown. Full shutdown. You know, like Spain, like these places in Europe did where nobody at all could come out. Do you guys think that it would be different? Do you guys think we'd be able to find a solution faster? You guys think we would be, maybe we will all be recovered faster than maybe this summer upcoming. So what I think, first of all, um, I didn't get a chance to say, um, I'm sorry, uh, Jewel, about your loss and you too, Abner. Um, you know, and a lot of people like to say that this might be fake or I haven't seen anyone actually having, having it and passing away to it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And it's very disrespectful when people go around saying that stuff when there's proof of this stuff happening. But regarding the question, I was always saying, like like you, like you guys, I wasn't, I'm not a pandemic uh, scientist or knowledgeable in it. But from understanding what it is, it's a cold or like, like it's a, it's a virus. So if everyone stayed inside their house for, let's say, make it to the extreme. The entire world comes together, says, all right, we're going to shut down everything for a month. No payments due, no bills, no working, nothing. But, like, you could order your stuff from grocery stores, that kind of, like, the essential stuff, which is bare essentials. Nursing homes, police, and grocery stores. That's it. Then, I don't think we'd be able to find a cure faster, or a vaccine, but with the virus dying, like if because no spreading or anything, the virus would die with the person, the host, it would go away. And that's it. You'd probably not have as many cases. I remember when like the, the virus started, um, my my current employer provided me a, a letter, you know, pretty much that it was to show it to like, um, you know, police officers or anything like that. We were to get stopped in the street for pretty much, um, you know, if we were an essential worker, we were meant to be in the street. And never, ever did I ever have to use that at all. Like, I think that paper went completely over my head, completely. And in my opinion, I do think that there was a full lockdown. I think that it would have been um beneficial. Would have been beneficial for everybody. You know, the reason why I say that is, I mean, you know, this goes hand in hand with also the economy. You know, regardless of the full lockdown or not, the economy still crashed you know like the economy still crashed and i mean by now we're still in the middle of a pandemic and i mean anybody who follows the stock market knows the stock market has recovered a lot since march or april you know perhaps it would have been a little bit more behind now it would have had a full lockdown but at the end of the day we would have still 
recovered because at the end of the day, United States of America will find a way to recover. I mean, I just think that in the end, I think maybe um, that would have been a lot more beneficial. You know, nowadays we have, we've been having record-breaking um, cases where maybe before, you know, we could have controlled a little bit better for two, three, you know, month, you know, two, three weeks, I meant, or, or a month of a lockdown, you know, two months. I mean, I know, I think we all know also what would have happened to the economy, but like I said, I think at the end of the day, it would have all been able to recover, you know, because it was a, it, it would have been a less timetable for a, a recovery, you know, obviously I'm not an expert, not the president of the United States, I'm not somebody who make, makes that decision, I'm just, you know, voicing my, my opinion. I remember when they first started, it was um, only in China. That was last year. That's what's called 19, COVID-19. Uh, and then I remember maybe come like February, around late February, I want to say, or early March, something like that. I just know it was March when everything like went to crap. It was March. March, right? What, but I, was it late February or early March when the people overseas, I forgot where exactly they were. Well, the first cases were in February because I went to Iceland in February of this year and they they had like a few cases here in the United States. After I came back was when things got really bad. Yeah, crazy. But I remember came- that there were none here. They were overseas and then they brought, the military brought the people because they were like stuck somewhere quarantined. Why would yeah, you bring I think that? The first case here was like in Seattle or something. Yeah, when they when they were com- when they're coming over from the cruise ships and and China and everything. I don't know why. I just, I just like, the, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lethal disease. It's a lethal, like contagious disease. Why would you bring those people into the country? Why are you not stopping travel? I'm going to tell you exactly why, because, you know, it's not so much that they should have shut down the country when, when this was whole thing started. It's the fact that from the beginning, when it, when it wasn't here in the United States, when it was in China, um, they didn't do anything about it the leaders of this country they didn't take the virus seriously and they didn't take the precautions necessary to avoid it getting to the level that it did. You know, we were, we were one of the last ones to get it. You know, there were a lot of countries that were already infected, but once we did, we saw how crazy it spread and we have more cases than any other country by a lot. But if we would have taken the necessary precautions from the beginning, none of this would have happened. I agree hundred percent. And you know what? Sorry to get like religious on everybody, but the Bible says it. It's not, it uh, doesn't belong to the man to uh, direct his own path. I'm kind of like translating in my mind from Spanish. But basically, imperfect humans. We're, we're, you know, we're led by imperfect humans. The only perfect government, none of the governments that we have here on earth are a, are a perfect government. None. Fortunately. Not even close to perfect. Um, and and uh, based off what Joel said with the, with the stock market, it's true. You know, the stock market crashed in March. And it's bounced back drastically to the point where a lot of experts see it as a bubble market because it's been overperforming because the GDP is still very, very low and it continues to go down and it's lower than it's been in I don't know how many years, yet the market continues to perform. Even Warren Buffett said that he expects now to to the market to have a, a slight crash specifically because of that, because the GDP is so low. Uh, we've seen stocks that are going crazy and they continue to go crazy and they continue to go crazy. I'm not saying that it's going to be how it was in March, but I, you know, I could see the, the market pulling back a little bit. 
Right. Um, there was there was some several people like you know this whole like there's several people when this whole COVID thing hit um, that I talked to you know and I've gotten that they were even like stuck in other countries you know because they went to visit and stuff. I just want to know, um, Neil, how would you have felt if you were stuck in Iceland? That's tough. I can't. That would have been horrible because everything in Iceland is like super super expensive. That would have been horrible. <laughs> that no, anyway, cheeseburger over there is like twenty dollars. Yeah, there is it. Is it is it euros over there? They use euros. No, they have their own currency. Iceland has their own currency. Wow. Yeah, it's like the Icelandic krona or something like that. I don't even know. But but like like for example, like to fill up your gas tank, it's like two hundred US dollars, pretty much. Like that's how crazy it is. How much? Like two hundred US dollars. That's to fill up your gas tank. It was crazy. Like like the are flight driving? The flights aren't that expensive. The hotels aren't that expensive. The car rentals aren't that expensive, but then like everything else there, like places to eat, gas, everything is super expensive. That's the crazy thing. Hundred US dollars to fill up gas. Were you driving everywhere? Yep. No, bro. I'm telling you, I want to go to Iceland again, but I want to go with somebody else because you have to take turns of driving. There's yeah, a lot of driving. A lot. <clears throat> but that's the best way to see the country. You gotta drive through it. It's an amazing, amazing country. Yeah. All right, so um, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, James Harden, a Tyler Hero, man. James Harden, a Tyler Hero. I can't believe you put those two in the same sentence. Cut the podcast. <laughs> Cut the podcast, bro. This is getting ridiculous, bro. Ridiculous, bro. Like, is this a is this a joke, bro? You're about to make me do something. You're gonna have to edit this podcast. Oh, chill, man. Chill, chill. Every time I gotta edit the podcast, it takes me like an extra hour, bro. Listen, <clears throat> all right. Let's talk about this James Harden drama. How do y'all feel about all this stuff? Dakota, let me hear. I want to. I love hearing Dakota first because Dakota's got some wild stuff to say. I'm actually gonna whack stuff. Here. <laughs> I'm actually gonna say a lot of logical things right now. Dakota's looking at the computer right now, trying to figure out some trades and fantasy. Neil, if you don't freaking accept that trade that you offered me, I'm going to be upset. Um, all right, so look, and I've, I've had all day to think about this. Now, we know that the Heat, at least as the report said, that they don't want to give up Tyler Hero in a trade for James Harden. Those are the facts. Right now, who, the facts... Who said that? What source? I said Damn. the report came out. What report? You really want me to waste time to go... For, okay. Joke, you don't have to find it, but you're acting like this report was ESPN or no, but it came out on freaking one of those those Twitter accounts that are freaking this is nightmarish. This is nightmarish. That's the MVP of the league, right there, Neil. That's Jokic. Okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, best player of all time. There, I'll just say there was a report that came out that Tyler Hero that the Miami Heat do not want to give up Tyler Hero in a trade that involves um James Harden now. Am I saying that Tyler Hero is better than James Harden? That is not what I'm saying at this current moment. Does he have better upside? He's younger, so what do you think? But but listen, I'm I'm not saying that Tyler Hero will be better than James Harden is right now in the future. I'm saying that he has more long term value to the Heat. I have nothing I have nothing negative to say about that. I agree. 100%. Now now, thank you for that. Now we have to ask ourselves this. Why would the Heat say that? Who is in charge over there? Patrick Riley, the Godfather. The man uh-huh. has what? Eight rings, I believe. Eight rings. 
um, coached the the legendary Showtime Lakers, coached the Knicks when some of their best years going to the finals um, in 99, got three rings for the city of Miami, brought LeBron over here. I think that any of us who question his basketball mind are stupid. And I'm one of those stupid people who were very down on him during the four past years where it was really bad for the Miami uh, Heat. That being said, if he thinks that he shouldn't trade Tyler Hero for James Harden, and we know who James, we know who James Harden is and we know who Tyler Hero is, I'm trusting that man over anybody else in this league to make that decision. I feel you. You can argue with a wall if you want. Um, wall. Uh, John Wall. Dakota. I have about. I'm looking it up here on my phone. I have about five nearby hospitals you can get your brain checked in. There's no what, Joel, way. As, as what I said, I don't want to hear what it. I There's said, no what way. I said, no from what I said, do you, have, do you have anything wrong with what I said? A hundred percent. Okay. I do not think that Pat Riley would not trade Tyler here for James Harden. I'll tell you what. It's probably a strategy that he's using. But I don't think anybody in their right mind would do that. I don't care how great Pat Riley is. Phil Jackson was amazing, too. And what did he do with the New York Knicks? Told no, no, no. no. Phil, Phil Jackson was a great coach who was a terrible executive. Phil, um, Pat Riley is a great coach. I mean, was a great coach who is a great executive. I'm going to have to tell you what Skip Bayless tells Shannon Sharp. It's my turn. <laughs> Pat Riley would be insane. To not take Tyler Hero. I mean, to not take James Harden for Tyler Hero. Like, it is stupid. I am so sorry. If you watch James Harden, I know James Harden has this bad reputation of him, and I totally understand, totally agree with the whole defense, with the clubs, with the, you know, the strips and all of that situation here got going on and all of that. I totally understand. But I honestly, honestly believe that James Harden has not had somebody or an organization like the Heat put him together and say, here, here you go. This is what we're going to do, and this is what's going to happen. Okay. James Harden is coming into a team that is completely already built, a team that's already in the – has already gone to the NBA Finals. And we would have to trade everyone that for already for James Harden. It's my turn. Shut up. You know, he's going into a team – that had been already built, that already went to an NBA Finals. When he went to the Houston Rockets, he was going to be the main guy. Everybody knew that. That was a team that had to be built around him. This team is not built around him. He's coming into a team where he's going to have to fit in. I think that he honestly plays like that, the way that he plays, because of the system that's been created around him. This is a guy who succeeded as a six-man, okay? Regardless of what anybody of you guys say, to be a six-man, you six men of the year, you also have to know what's your role. You also have to agree on what's your role and you have to be disciplined on what's your role. And he was that because he was a darn good six men of the year. And then he not only succeeded as a six men of the year, he then succeeded as an all-star. He succeeded as a superstar. Okay. He also took the KD Warriors to a three and two. Okay. Where they could have almost won. Okay. Almost doesn't count. Completely agree. Has he had his meltdowns? Yes, he has, but he's coming into a team where he doesn't have the responsibility 
of having to be the number one guy because this is the one team in the NBA who plays together. He's not going to have that responsibility. He, Jimmy Butler can take that responsibility. Bam, anybody there takes the last shot. Totally 100% agree that if you have any other way to get James Harden without including Tyler Hero, you should, um, you should definitely try to not include Tyler Hero. But God, you goddamn kidding me. If you got to include Tyler Hero, I'd give him up in a heartbeat. Because I'm so sorry, bro. If you're playing my GM in 2K, you would love to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. I bet that if you go and trade Tyler Hero to James, to James Harden in that 2K trade proposal, it won't even happen because the Houston Rockets uh-huh. will say no. Decora will go to the slide. He will go to the settings, edit Tyler Hero, and put him in 99 everything. Let me let me tell you who would be James Harden's number one fan if he came to Miami. Tootsies. They would love him. They would love if he came down here. Yo, that business would be a booming. Now, um, Joel, back to the Pat Riley thing real quick. Just one quick question I would like to ask you. I don't get my turn to talk to Dakota. Just real, I just, just real quick. If Pat Riley, 100%, the report came out true, that Pat Riley said he does not want to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden, are you still calling him stupid? Joel? I don't even think Joel wants to answer that. All right, well. Oh, he took a bathroom break. He, oh, thank you, Abner. He had like an aneurysm or something. <laughs> thank you for letting us know. We were, we just asked him a question. All right, Neil, I guess it's your turn. I think it comes down to one question. Do you want to win now or do you want to win in the future? Pat Riley is 75 years old. Do you really think he wants to win in five years? Pat Riley wants to win right now. So I do think that him saying, I'm not going to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden is not true. It's a strategy. It's, I don't know what he's trying to do. If he's trying to keep Tyler Hero happy, I don't know. It's a strategy because there's no way that Pat Riley, because how you say, you know, he's one of the most brilliant minds this game has ever had. He knows how perfect James Harden fits next to James Harden. Uh, he fits next to Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. He knows this. And he wants to win right now. Your best player right now is 31 years old in Jimmy Butler. Our GM, our president, is 75 years old. What, you think he's going to be brilliant his whole life at 85? You know, he wants to win right now. And that would be the correct move. And I get it, you know, Giannis is six years younger. Giannis is... is two-time MVP, but James Harden fits Miami better than any other player in the league right now. And mm-hmm. and the type of player that James Harden needs around him is a guy like Jimmy Butler, who's a great leader, the most hardworking guy in the NBA, and a player like Bam Adebayo, who's turning into one of the best defenders in the NBA. I, think, I can get behind that. I think, I think James Harden... I think James Harden is very misunderstood. I really... We really think that people talk a lot like bad about James Harden. And I think James Harden really does have a knack that he wants to win. I 100% believe that if he didn't want to win, he wouldn't be doing everything that he's doing now to make sure he gets himself out of Houston. Mike D'Antoni is known for loving this whole ISO ball, this whole one thing. Everybody knows Mike D'Antoni. He has implemented a system for James Harden to do what he's been doing because he honestly can. He can be that explosive scorer, but 100% believe that James Harden would not mind taking a step back or 
playing a certain system if it involves winning. At this point, he's won scoring titles. He's won MVPs. What else could James Harden want other than a championship? Can somebody in this lovely world enlighten me? What other thing does he want on there other than strippers? 24 7. <laughs> Why you got to ruin my joke, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, you know. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Jo- I'm sorry. Joel, you were in the bathroom. Joke, out. Let's say the joke. Say the joke. I was just going to say strippers, but. Oh. <laughs> Joel, you were in the bathroom. But if, if the report was 100% true that Pat Riley does not want to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden, if that was true, are you still calling him an idiot? If, so you're saying if... If he, that's true, if he said... Like, if he comes out of press conference tomorrow and says, I will not trade Tyler Hero for James Harden. I think, I think that if Pat Riley says that he does not... He would not trade Tyler Hero for James Harden, I think we need to trade Pat Riley to a mental <laughs> hospital. Oh, my God. I think that's what needs to happen. I think he needs to go to a mental hospital. The disrespect... The disrespect is on Pat Riley. That would be the biggest mistake of Pat Riley's career. Pat Riley can handle James Harden. James Harden has been in the Houston Rockets for years. I am so sorry, but when have the Houston Rockets had an issue with James Harden? When? I get it. They tried to bring people around him. But what issues has James Harden had? Please, someone tell me. He's lost against really good teams. He's not a player like Kyrie who, you know, has scandals every week, who's who's outspoken, who has issues with everybody, with every coach, with every player he's played with. You know, James Harden, he's been unfortunate to not have a team around him. You know, they keep putting uh, Chris Paul, the Russell Westbrook, ball-dominant players. He doesn't need ball-dominant players to be successful. He needs players around him, players that complement him. And that's what Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are. Yeah. So in conclusion, we give up Hero Robinson and some first round picks. Right? I'll give him. I'll, I'll, I'll trade James. I'm Harden asking a question. Give me a second. I'm asking a question. Hold on. We give up Hero Robinson and some first round picks. The question is, we got James Harden. Do we win a championship within the next two to three years? Yes or no? You have more chances. I think you, so. You, ha- you have more chances. I, I think that's a guaranteed final every year. You are guaranteed an Eastern Conference Finals. Who's going to get – who? you already devoured the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks even want to sue you anymore. Okay? You the beat the Celtics. I don't think the Celtics are even a question at this point. The only team you have to worry about are the Nets. And who are the Nets? And maybe you don't even have to worry about the Nets. I mean, you have to respect KD's name. I'm so sorry. Okay, let's also tone that negative energy down here. Because you have to respect KD. So KD comes and he's a complete scrub, you got to respect his name. And you got to respect Kyrie's name too. So, yes, the Nets. Other than that, who else are you going to battle out in the East? Your only big problem is the big boy on the West. Who, again... Again, I don't want to say that he's going to lessen down, you know, of course, because I do believe he's a he's a monster. But in two to three years, okay, I think I think they hit her on to something. He's not getting any younger. Tyler Hero, 
Let me ask you a question. You think Tyler Harris capable of averaging 25 points at some point in his career? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Would you consider yeah. that his cap? No, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, uh, Joel. And James Harden. No, 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 no. Did anyone see this 25. happening? I gave him 25. I don't, I, don't, I don't give him more. But he's not a facilitator because James Harden can get you 25 and he can get you 10 or 15. Is Tyler Joel, Hero, Joel, how, Joel. how much better is Tyler Hero than James Harden at defense? Well, can, can Tyler Hero do what James Harden can do? Because James Harden can do it offensively, and James Harden can also assist. He can rebound more than Tyler Hero. He can assist better than Tyler Hero. He can score better than Tyler Hero. Do you ever think that he will ever be that guy? I'm so sorry, but Jimmy Butler is not going to be Jimmy Butler forever. Not in five years. I don't think you could argue that, like, James Harden's rookie season wasn't as good as Tyler's or anything like that. How many players have we seen have great rookie seasons and then they're nobodies? It doesn't mean anything. Michael Carter-Williams. years in the league. LeBron James. What? This guy. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. What? (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens, man. Um, hopefully whatever happens is for the best of the Heat's future. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Uh, but I do, I do want to hear what you guys have to say about this PG-13 extension. I, I was making what, like 45 mil a year? Who you want to go first? I'm sorry, who wants to go first? Go ahead, Coda. You want to just? I was just asking who you wanted to go first. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, does he deserve two hundred twenty-six million? No, he doesn't. Straight up, he does not earn. That. He does not deserve that. Why Especially, not? No way. Why, why not? because he's not that. You know who I think deserves that? There's about three people I believe deserve that. You better. You better. LeBron James. LeBron James. Kevin Durant. Steph Curry and Tyler Hero. No, I'm just joking. And Steph Curry. Those those three right there deserve all the money. James but... Harden doesn't. Damian Lillard doesn't. No. Anyways, doesn't. listen. listen. Luka Doncic doesn't. Can I, no, can no, no. I... Dakota, Dakota deserves it. Can I speak real quick? Those players have... I'm not saying that they don't deserve it. Why Leonard doesn't? I'm... Neil, as Skip Bayless says, it's my turn. I'm not saying those players don't deserve it. I'm just saying for sure, if there were like four people that deserve it, it's those or three. I mean, because they earned it first of all by actually succeeding in winning a championship, and they play on a superstar level, and they bring money into the arenas. Now, Damian Lillard, yes, he's done all that. Kawhi, yes. Um, freaking who else did he say? Nikola Jokic, yes. Now, Paul George doesn't deserve that money. Especially coming off the offseason he just had, the postseason he just had. However, in the cap system that the NBA has put in place, you either pay that person the most you can or they're walking and you lose him for nothing. So you either get him, you overpay him, and you keep him on your team, keep him happy, hopefully you win a chip, or he walks and you have to go back into irrelevancy. And for the Clippers, that could be another three decades. So they had no other choice to do it. Those are my thoughts on it. I think I think the Clippers made the right decision, but not the best decision. 
Um, I think the reason why it's the right decision, I think, is because right now they have a team in place that can compete for a championship. So right now they're worried about that. You know, they're worried about being able to compete for a championship and all of that. I just don't think that Kawhi and Paul George are the guys to do it. You know, I don't know why. I just don't feel like two small forwards like that can succeed, you know, so well. And then I think Paul George is excellent at what he does offensively, defensively. I, on the contrary, I think all these professional basketball players deserve any money that can be given to them because they put a lot of hard work on their body. They put a lot of hard work on the court and everything. So, you know, I don't, I don't speak, I don't like to speak about people's pockets, what they deserve, what they don't. I don't, don't really care. It's not my business. Um, at the end of the day, we're recording this podcast and Paul George is, you know, who knows in the Maldives. Um, but, you know, I think that it was the right decision just pretty much because of that, because they're contending. I just don't think Paul George is that guy for them. I think that Kawhi would be better off partnered up with somebody else, um, perhaps like a really good big man, you know, something like that. You know, I feel like I feel like Kawhi needs to be a little bit more ball dominant, and I feel like Paul George requests the ball too much. You know, and I don't know if you guys um, heard about the, the podcast, you know, where he pretty much blamed the reason why they lost on Doc Rivers and said that Doc Rivers was trying to play him like a J.J. Redick or like a Ray Allen, right? And he was saying that he did not have, like, enough pick and rolls. But yet, when you look at the analytics, he had the highest percentage of pick and rolls this year than he's had any other year. So he's like, he's talking complete blasphemy, you know? I think the fact that, um, I think Kawhi, the fact that he has a supporting all-star, I'm not going to go as far as saying superstar. I think he's not that well off um, with that type of situation. You know, when he was with the Spurs, of course, you know, he did well, but he wasn't the main guy. You know, when he was in San Antonio, he didn't, he did well being the main guy, but never good enough. Then when he went to Toronto, I mean, it was honestly a fluke season. I mean, I still don't know how he won. But, I mean, I think everything just went the right way. I think Kawhi Leonard is good, but I think he's also very, very overhyped. And I think that he's good enough, but I don't think Paul George is that guy. I don't think Paul George is that partner. You know, Paul George has tried to blame it on everybody but himself. You know, he's also has a really big mouth for accomplishing absolutely nothing in, in his career. I want to hear your take, Neil. I know you have a lot to say. You were shaking your head when Dakota was speaking. <laughs> I definitely think he deserves it. I mean, there's certain criteria you need to meet in order to get a super nice like he did, and he's met that criteria. He's been all NBA. He's been a finalist for the MVP. You know, he's a top 20 player. He's one of the best players in the NBA, believe it or not. And two years ago, this guy was a finalist for the MVP. He had the best season of his career. When he was in Indiana, as a young player, he was really good in the postseason. You know, this is a brand new team for him. This is a team that maybe they still don't have the chemistry. They don't know how to work together. And how Joel said, you know, you're putting two small forwards together, two small forwards that have a lot of their game is very similar. You know, Paul George is still one of the best two-way players in the NBA. He's still a great player. He still plays great defense. He still 
he can shoot, he can score. He, he's an all-around complete player. And if the Clippers would have paid him, any other team would have been happy to do so. And, you know, we don't know what happened in the bubble. We don't know how certain players felt. I'm not going to judge Paul George off of the bubble, off of how he played, because we don't know how stressful that was for him. You know, I, I just don't like the fact that he was blaming other people, using excuses, you know, pointing out fingers. That I don't like. And I've always been a Paul George fan. And I feel like after that, you know, like I feel like I can't even like him anymore because I like players who, who are able to take credit for their own mistakes, you know, and try to get better. And I do believe Paul George is going to have a great season this year. I think he might even be better than Kawhi Leonard this year. And as for what Joe said about Kawhi Leonard, I'm not going to get into that, but I do, because to me, Kawhi Leonard is one of the, still one of the top five players in the league. I think uh, you're right about the bubble. I think Twitter really, really slandered this man, not really knowing his situation. Um, but I also do agree, like, why are you pointing fingers? You lost 3-1. You know what I mean? I mean, you could have done more. The last game, how many points did he have in the last game? It was ridiculous. It's like, I don't know. I forgot, I forgot how much it was, but it wasn't that much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, uh, you know, I do recall, I believe I recall him speaking on it and speaking on the bubble and saying that it was very, like, mentally draining. Am I correct? Like, he was, like, depressed and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he said that. I mean, I don't know if that's an excuse. Maybe People, that's just, we yeah. don't know. Mental well, look, health. Well, look, I, it, it, mental health is a real thing. I believe it, in it's, that. It's I, curious. I, but yeah. look at him. But, and that was okay. But look at him now starting to blame other people. You know, yeah, now, yeah. now, now we're seeing a pattern, though. Yeah, he's just kind of, you know, pointing fingers. But So who knows if that but, was even but, but you don't. Yeah, but you just you don't know. You don't know. We don't. I we look. I personally, I'm a big, um, I'm a big family guy. I know Neil is too. I don't know about Coda. I know Joel loves his family. Joel loves his girl. So, being away from that for that long, not even seeing them, bro. <laughs> That's tough. That's like being in jail, bro. I mean, it's maybe a bad comparison, but you get what I'm saying. Like, mentally, you feel like, I need to see my family. What was it? Two, was it two months? Three months? They were in the bubble for? I forget. But whatever it was, it was a long time without, without any contact with the outside world, their family, etc. So, I... Joel's shaking his head. Let me let me hear what you got to say. Everybody went through the same stuff. Yes, but no. not everyone. Is Paul George needs same. to put his pants not on. Not everyone is a no. He needs to put his pants on. He's in the NBA. He's a grown man. Kanye West. I, agree I don't with care it. about Kanye West. Kanye West's mother died. And He's he went getting crazy. paid two hundred and something one million dollars. I lost his faith. He went crazy. Someone else's mother will die. Right. You know Paul George won't react the same way to it. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, Neil. I'm sorry. You know, PG was one of my favorite players in the NBA. I had him in my top 10. To me, he was number 10 in the NBA, best players in the NBA. I lost respect for him to the point that I don't even know if I should put him in the top 20 because of what he showed. But does he deserve to get paid what he did? Yes, because there's players that, are, that aren't as good as him getting that money. There's players that aren't as good as him getting max deals. So of course, he deserves it. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens this season. He deserves it. That's exactly what he needs to perform. 
We'll see what and happens. I believe that this year he's going to step up and he's going to show it. Until playoff time so. comes and he's going to disappear. I hope so because the Lakers really need competition because there's nobody, there's nobody right now who I think can compete with them. Well, Yo, it's crazy AD because, might go down as one of the nastiest. It's crazy because my and thing with the Lakers at his age, what Bron My thing with the Lakers was uh they they didn't have like depth. You know, they they didn't have anybody aside from Davis, and and uh, LeBron. And then, you know, Kawhi and Paul George had Lou Will and Montrez. And now the Lakers have pretty much that, you know, a guy similar to Lou Will and Dennis Schroeder. And they, they get Montrez himself. And it's the, they're the defending champs already. That's why I think this is going to be a breeze for the Lakers this year. Yeah. I mean, if PG and Kawhi step up, we'll see. But I agree with you. I definitely think, like, LA takes it. So, and I'll be, I'll be happy to see that happen. Y'all know I'm a big LeBron fan, so. That boy's right, any final thoughts from, from you, Dakota? Um, you know, I mean, I, to be honest, I did like Paul George before all this. When he was in OKC, I liked him. I was rooting for him. Because I did like seeing him in the Pacers going against my Heat. I, I love seeing that guy. Um, just the past, the past few months has not been good to him. And it just it feels hard to root for him, you know. That's all I'm saying. Right. How about you, Neil? Just in general, any final thoughts in general? I'm sorry. Any final thoughts from you in general? No. I mean, let's see what he can do this year. He's 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 a really good player. He has to show exactly what he can do, you know, and play up to the money that he's getting paid. Right. Joel, any general final thoughts? Not just Paul George, just anything else in general? No, just I have nothing else to say. I think I've been very expressive today. You know what? I'm going to ask you a specific question. Do you have any uh, advice for people wanting to, like, get more out of life and, like, take risks in life and stuff like that? Oh man, this guy's gonna get me to do some motivational talk. Um, I guess I just have to say that, um, you know, overall, I think everything that you work hard for, you'll be able to achieve. I think we all underestimate our ability to fight and keep going sometimes because we might find ourselves in a hole and we might feel like we're not able to get out of it. Um, I think more than anything, you know, sometimes we, might not believe in ourselves or we want to tell ourselves that we do believe in ourselves, but sometimes we don't, you know, and sometimes it's hard to believe in yourself, you know, when your back is against the wall, but this is why it's so important to have good people around you, you know, because there's also people around you who do believe in you. There's people around you who believe in you that you're going to do better, that you're going to keep pushing forward and that you're not only going to succeed, but that you're going to over succeed and, I think the people that believe in you um, is the most important thing in your life who you surround yourself around that push you and keep you pushing through hard situations like COVID, you know, or anything related, family members. Um, so I think at the end of the day, you know, whatever you got going on, you know, be, be very grateful for the people around you that do believe in you because that gives you a purpose, you know, that gives you a purpose to keep going. You know, if everything you do in your life is just about you, you're going to, one day you're going to hit, you're going to hit something. You're going to hit a wall and you're not going to know how to get out of it. 
you know, you have to have a greater purpose for what you do. And that is the people around you, you know, so you gotta, you know, you, you'd be doing a disservice to everybody who's taught you to everybody who's giving you advice to everybody who's believed in you to everybody who's wanted to make you better. So, you know, I think everybody just got to go out there and grind, um, you know, and for everybody else that has, you know, perhaps lost a, a family member, you know, recently or anything like that, you know, just keep pushing, you know, um, I think one of the things that we could do is always think about the great memories that we have with that person and just, you know, admire um, the life that they had in this world, you know, the times that we, that you spent together, you know, um, I think that when you sit back and you think about those people that you were close to and you lost, you know, I think it's good to reflect on all the good times that you spent with that person um, and things like that. And, you know, we got to keep pushing forward, you know, and that person would want you to keep pushing forward. That person would want you to keep going ahead. That person would want you to be happy, you know. So, again, you'd be doing a disservice to that person if you don't go out there and you live your life to the full extent, you know, and make yourself happy and make yourself the best person you you, you can be. Wow, I, uh, I almost teared up. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but he, uh, he spit facts, man. He spit facts, and the only uh, couple things I'd like to add is if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. You don't believe in yourself, no one else will. I think um, we're all as humans, although we're imperfect, um, we were blessed with having a very, very powerful brain. Um, very, very powerful brain that, I mean, it's, it's incredible what our minds can do. Incredible. Um, I, I saw a tweet the other day Something about the Wright brothers, they didn't even have their pilot, like, like or sorry, was it, I forgot what it was, some type of um, license or permission. I forgot what the heck it was. And they invented the plane. Where would we be in life if, if that was never invented? And things like that, it gets you thinking. It's like, what if people, if those people and, and, and Jeff Bezos and all these other people invented all these types of things, why can't I do that too? You know? So always think like, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely, um, extremely important to remain humble, but always, always, always think, you know, believe in yourself. And in regards to, you know, like I said, my pretty much my, my best friend uh, lost his grandfather today, this morning, uh, to the, to the coronavirus. Um, and about that, I mean, I know, uh, I know it's been a rough year and it's been tough to stay inside. I mean, I've, I've been guilty of it, you know, going out and things like that and maybe being a little a little reckless here and there. <clears throat> but uh, definitely, definitely, you know, if, if you've been taking care of yourself or not, uh, if you haven't, start to. And if you have, keep doing it. You know, wear your masks and try to stay indoors at home because it's, it's, it's serious. Um, I just want to read real quick. I know uh, Neil mentioned to me he wanted to mention some things, so. I just wanted to read real quick uh, something Joel showing him showing me here. It says trivia, slow starts. You had the Oldsmobile. They sold four cars in their first four years. Volkswagen sold two Beetles in their first year in the United States. Otis sold three elevators in their first two years. Elevators. <laughs> Harley Davidson sold eight motorcycles in their first three years. And Duria Bros sold 13 cars in their first two years. Um, 
I, I want to say it was Walt Disney had his idea rejected or something like that. Oprah was like fired. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school team, right, Dakota? Mm-hmm. The point is, man, whether you're 20, 30, 40. Who? Anuel in jail. Anuel. Anuel double. Yeah, Anuel AA was in jail. Came back with the best album of the year. And Neil hates the guy, apparently. Um, man, point is 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. It doesn't matter, man. You're never too late. Never too late. Go ahead, Neil. I'm going to say something that's really cliche and people say this a lot, but to be honest, man, whatever you want to accomplish in life, you honestly can. When people tell you, oh, you can do whatever you want in life. It's true. It's true. You know, as cliche as it is, what happens is that a lot of people want things to fall on their lap. You can't, that can't be the case. If you want something to get done, you need to go and do it yourself. You can't say, I'm going to go do it tomorrow. And that happens to all of us. If you, if, you want, if you want to have a goal to read books, to learn certain things every single day, then push yourself to do so. You can't expect it to, have, to fall on your lap. If you want a certain job, go out and get that job. If you want to open a business, go out and open the business. And if it fails, it fails. But at least you tried. You, know, you can't just sit back and tell yourself, oh, it's going to fail or it's not going to work. Oh, I'm not going to apply for this position because I'm not going to get it. You can't think like that. You can't expect happiness to just fall on your lap. You can't expect your goals to fall on your lap. You need to go and do what it takes to achieve them. What you were saying, a lot of these companies, they started off from nothing. And there were small companies that turned into huge companies. Tesla themselves, they laughed at their idea. They thought that it was impossible uh, to do what they're doing today, how advanced their cars are. Now there's, there's dozens of other uh, motor vehicle companies asking for their technology because of how advanced it is. And now companies are trying to compete with them because that's the world we live in. I'm not saying that your idea is going to make you a millionaire, a billionaire, that you're going to be as successful as all these companies, but you could accomplish whatever you want to accomplish if you put in the work and if you're patient. That's all it takes. Just hard work and patience. I agree hundred percent. And that's why it upsets me when uh, you see people that are jealous and they look at like all these other successful people and they say, Oh man, you know, you should you know, do this or do that or, they just they say jealous things and it's just like man if you focus less on that and focus more on like following their example i mean of course money's not the most important thing in life but it does help in certain aspects right so if that's what you want to accomplish in life and you're so worried about what someone else did and it bothers you so much why don't you go and do it you know what i mean I get, a, you know, me being in being real estate, I get a lot of, like, DMs and stuff and people asking me, yo, is, uh, is real estate uh, hard or is it this or that? Yeah, it's hard, man. Everything's hard, you know? Um, and I hear people, like, I hear side commentary, I, I, you know, on the streets of, like, uh, you know, people just, like, jealousy. It's just, like, all you see is the glamour. You don't see the, the blood, sweat, tears. You don't see none of that. You don't see how many times I couldn't go do this and that with my boys because I didn't have money because I just I couldn't spend money. I had it, but I couldn't spend it. The fights I had with my boys because they thought I had money when I didn't and things like that. And my parents and this and that. It's just like, people don't see that. People don't see the, the clients that have wasted your time and screwed you over and, and the times that you just felt so stressed out and felt like giving up. They don't see none of that. They just see the glamour and, and the closings and this and that. You, you got to work, man. You're going to take hits to get to where you want to be. There, there's people who invest for a living that 
that when they were younger, they lost everything that they invested and, you know, they learned from it and they came back even stronger. That's what you have to do. And yeah. like you said, it's not just about money, but if you have certain goals in life, whether it's about money or whether it's about happiness, whether it's anything, you're not going to achieve them if you don't put your part. Yeah. Be patient. Yeah. That's it. Pa- pa- I saw this quote the other day that said, patience can't be confused with lack of action. You know, yeah. just because you're being patient doesn't mean nothing's being done. Absolutely. And a closing quote, kind of um, in the same like array of what we're saying. Uh, I just heard this from Joel recently. I heard it before, but just most recently from Joel. A smooth sea never made a good sailor. You're going to go through rough times, whether it's emotionally, financially, anything. But all these things, uh, another cliche quote per se, uh, all of these things make you stronger, like the song says. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, so take all these hits, adversity, take all of it, and you build from it. And makes makes the end the end goal. Absolutely. So precious. we hope that uh whatever we just did here uh help inspire some one last thing too. Yeah. Enjoy the little things too, man. Whether it's a cup of coffee, whether it's fantasy basketball, the little things that that are fun, enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah, especially with your family. Yeah, especially with your family. Like Joel was saying, like, life is fragile. One day we're here, one day we're not. It could be your father, your mother, your grandfather, your grandmother. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your your dogs. Enjoy them because one day you're not going to have them and you're going to miss them. Yep. Absolutely true. Yep. So, again, we hope that uh, we helped inspire some of you to chase those dreams and live life to the fullest. And uh, we thank everyone that's been listening. And we uh we wish you a better than terrific rest of your day.